Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Live from the Hogs Meat Market Studios, this is Out of Bounds. They've got a really good defensive coordinator. Uh, and like I say, a lot of talent uh, defensively. Um, Secondary-wise, they can cover. Linebackers can run. And then they're just huge. I, I really like their two defensive ends. Uh, they could be a problem for us if if we get in third long a lot of times. We have a plan for that. But uh, very good, their two defensive ends. Yeah, yeah. With John Neighbors. Every time you put a mic in my face, I'm going to say Arkansas. And Joe Franklin. We won't go in the shell. We won't go in attack mode. Because that's what's required. On 1037 The Buzz. Two hours down, one hour to go. Appreciate everybody listening in on this beautiful day here in the great state of Arkansas. John Neighbors, Joe Franklin, Nathan Monin broadcasting live from the Hogsmeade Market Studios with you today. And thank you, as always, for making us a part of your afternoon this afternoon. It's been a great Easy Friday show. We'll have Andrew Spivey of Gator Country joining us here in about 30 minutes. Looking forward to catching up with him. As I uh, know in the previous segment before we took a top-of-the-hour update, we were talking to Nathan about his Michigan Wolverines and the 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 craziness that's going on. And I will say this. It's like, because I'm like, here, here's the thing. I don't have a problem with Michigan. I do hate Ohio State. So in a way, I've As kind of like... does everybody who is not an Ohio State fan. Yeah, and it's like I've always leaned a little more towards Michigan. It's not that I like them, but it's like sure. always lean towards it. But to see like the stuff that's been going on with Michigan in this whole... The debacle and, the, and this whole thing, it's just like, I don't know. It's yeah, disappointing. The, yeah, it's just, it, it is. It's not what I want to be talking about. It, it's no, not for sure. what I what anybody what I would want anybody talking about. I want to talk about the How product on the fi- the product on the field. Who's better? Who's who's not? Is your team better? Is my coach better? I mean, that's what you would want to be focusing on. But um, they're they're seemingly making this the headline every day of every week of of, of since it broke, which is probably a couple weeks ago. But um, yeah, I, I would much prefer to get back to just the play on the field. But It's interesting how the other Big Ten schools have jumped on board, too, to say, hey, they need to be disciplined. I'm sh- Something's I'm going on yeah. here. Mm-hmm. But you're talking about if rivals. If we weren't any good, they wouldn't care. Yeah, you're talking about rivals in the same conference. And, uh, of course, no you know, it brings in more money when teams are good and they do have success. But... If you can take something away from your rival, then this is your opportunity. The old uh, enemy of your enemy is our friend. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's applicable here. But the the, the conference in and itself is going to look completely different. Uh, I was looking at the schedules of next next year. Yeah, we've got. Okay, you guys yeah. open up with USC at home, right? We don't play anybody this year, but Penn State and Ohio State. Next year we play Texas. It's pretty good. Washington, USC, uh, Oregon. Penn State. I mean, it's like they want the, those ratings. Holy cow! I mean, that's you're gonna you're gonna have your hands full next year. It'd you're be gonna great have, to I mean, win it this year, and Harbaugh rides off in the sunset. I, if he if he rides off the sunset, I'm happy for him. If we extend him, I would love that because I am a little um, pessimistic about what I think the future may look like after him. Mm. I, I saw what what happened the past twenty years after uh, a good tenure at Lloyd Carr. Well, Lloyd Carr was great for the program. He also somewhat sabotaged the program after he leaves because he didn't want the successor to be successful. Mm. He wanted himself to look better, not well. The guy after me was even better than me. He didn't want that to happen because it was so, Rich Rod after Lloyd Carr, right? Rich Rod yeah. after they never supported him. They sabotage him at every turn right he's he's uh signing mallets release papers when he's already out the door and not letting i mean it's just you want a unified front you you want your whole department the president the athletic director the coaching staff of the football team to all be on the same page and not well we need i want to get my guy in here and we need to push this guy that's you're you're working against yourself and and it will show um 
But I, I, I don't know. It's, it's taken us a, a long time to get to this level. And I'm afraid it's going to be tumbling back down the hill, depending on how it unfolds. If we, if you don't extend him, if he does go to the NFL, I, I'd give it a 33% chance he goes to Chicago Bears, uh, the Chargers, or stays with us. So just like that's the third of Probably. what it is. Okay, Chargers would be a great spot. Probably good quarterback already in place. I mean, good weather. Yeah, yeah, I mean he yeah he spent a lot of time in California already. Um, I don't I don't I have no idea what's going to happen. Mm, yeah. the, the previous years and they do this every year for the seven years he's been here. They uh, he's going back to the NFL. He's I mean, in some years he's taken some interviews. He I mean it's looked like he was going to some years. It's just hearsay and and it's just people reporting stuff just to get clicks or views and um it's foolish to to say he's not happy at Michigan. Obviously, I mean it. Proofs in the pudding. I mean, it, we've been best we've been in the, over the past two years in the last twenty years. So it, you would want that to continue to keep incrementally getting better. But <sighs> I don't know. We'll, we'll see. Yeah, I was. I'd say between that and then, uh, of course, you having your kid, man, it's probably been a pretty stressful thing to a little bit. To it's deal not. With, yeah. It's not something that any time I see. Uh, somebody, oh yeah, Michigan. I'm like, oh, good. I know. I talk about this like, again. Yeah, I mean, bring it up. It, it, it's kind of just picking at a wound, but I, yeah. um, I don't know. I just look at like what the latest development was today is talking about how. Uh, and I want to make sure I uh, read it right so I can pull up. It's according to On Three, uh, dealing with Michigan is that Michigan and media are gathering evidence on the private investigators and their links to Ohio State, then saying that there could be some uh, links there, which I'm just dying laughing at this, because like I said during the break, I was like, this is some <laughs> SEC football stuff. Like, this is this is some stuff that's just like, no, it wasn't, it wasn't, uh, it, it's just, the only reason you're doing this is because you, it's Ohio State. They didn't like losing to us. And so, but, it, so it's they've like, manufactured this crisis, and they're they're investigating to, to get the dirt on you, and then we're going to release that dirt, but then we've got dirt, and it's like, guys, let's just, let's let's focus on the main thing here, but I, I, I don't know. I, the the NCAA uh, over the past couple decades has increasingly lost uh, jurisdiction, power, control, whatever you want to call it. Um, SEC school would tell them to take a hike. Yeah, they, they, we're, we're like you brought the Nick Saban comparison. Yeah, like you think Nick Saban's going to be get sitting back and taking this? You think Nick Saban is going to allow his athletic director to impose a three-game suspension for buying a recruit a hamburger? That's that's just not going to roll. I mean, that's not going to happen. <laughs> or it works differently up there. So it, I, I don't know. I, I really, I'm, I don't feel good about what the future is going to hold. But I don't think anybody knows what's going to happen. It would be funny though. What if like, uh, not saying this would happen, but like, what if you know the Big Ten's like, you know, we're gonna we're gonna put some punishments down and we're gonna do this, and Michigan's like, okay, well, we're joining the SEC. Yeah, we're like just we're, jump ship and go join the SEC. You don't think the SEC wouldn't take that phone call? Allowing Michigan to come in here? I wouldn't mind um, whatever future sanctions. I think vacating wins is stupid because it doesn't actually yeah, it doesn't change do anything. anything. Nobody yeah. cares. Uh, I really hope they don't do any kind of postseason ban. I, I want to see how good this team no, is. I don't think they will. I, I don't, I don't, I don't either. Will. If I had to put 50 bucks on it one way or the other, I don't think that they will. Uh, but I do. I want to see how good this team can be and, and what the Penn State and Ohio State game will look like. And then hopefully the playoff. But well, it's like we we're talking about with uh, you know the, the schedule that you have. Like, I don't care what anybody says. If you're a big marketable team, program, whatever, it, they're going to move at a slow pace. You know, they'll 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 come out and they'll ban Oklahoma State basketball from postseason play immediately, or SMU, or Ole Miss, or look whatever. At the, look at the basketball, like, um, but Kansas. Kansas yeah. and North Carolina. Those guys were forging uh, transcripts. They're not going to class. They're doing this. And oh well. Uh, we took six years to go through the investigation, and we're, we it was uh, level three. Well, now it's level one, and and they can't recruit one less play. Like it's like, oh my goodness, we mm-hmm. went from <laughs> you're never playing basketball again to a slap on the wrist yeah. to nothing. Well, I was trying to think, what was the last time a, a a big program in college sports got like hit with pretty heavy sanctions of any sort? Like, yeah, it's been a while, been a long yeah. time since I can remember. Which leads us back to the NCAA and their yeah. lack I think of Al- power. And I think it was Alabama, maybe in the early two thousands, because that was the whole thing when they said Philip Fulmer turned them in, and mm-hmm. you know, and all because that's what this reminds me of is when that was going on when Philip Fulmer was the one that was linked to the 
turning Alabama in, and there was that. I remember uh, when he came to SEC Media Days, he got served with papers <laughs> at Media Days. Phil Palmer did from because from, he was in the state of Alabama. That, that was calculated. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. So it's just it's funny to see uh, just how this story is going and, and everything. But here again, I don't care about you know Michigan one way or the other. But I'm, I understand where you come from because I want to see what Michigan does on the field. Like because I think that they're really good. I think that they might be the best team. I want to see it on the field, but yeah, I just I hope that they don't the NCAA or doesn't do anything dumb. Be like, ah, we're gonna handle I, them. And oh, do we'll that. we'll see a good result from this season, and then it'd be five years later where they would come back and try very, to very possible, put, yeah. you know, a penalty in place. I yeah. think a, a good gauge and litmus for anybody who's questioning, oh, I don't, I don't think Michigan's any good. They wouldn't be winning these games if they didn't know what the other team is running. Look how many players will go to the NFL from this team. Mm-hmm. Oh, I mean, listen, it's 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 all about both sides of it. Like again, it's like you got to be able to, to have the guys to go out there and do it. Because I don't care who you are, if there's a high school team that knows what the other team's doing, they ain't gonna stop. I'll them. tell you what we're doing. I mean, yeah, yeah, and that, that, that part stop of it. Them. I mean, yeah, that part doesn't matter for it. So uh, let's go to the phone lines. Rose on the line. What's up, Row? Hey, what's up? How y'all doing? Doing good. Doing good, man. Hey, all right. I'm gonna walk y'all down. Just uh, call me Roaster Dumbest right now. You said don't nobody know what's going on in the future. Well, I'm gonna tell you what's going on. All right, and it all boils down to what happened in the big game this year. If Michigan wins, then in the offseason, that's when y'all going to get the punishment. And I'm going to tell you, it's not going to be no five years down the road thing because you keep glossing over the fact that this is dealing with the sanctity of the game. Like, this is like this is like this this is is dealing with the sanctity of the game. Not only that, you got Vegas involved. You know what I mean? Millions of dollars changed hands. Because of that, how much money was on Ohio State in some of those games? I'm just talking about that Ohio State game. It was other games, but just that one. How much money was on that? And then it comes out that you had coaches breaking rules, and then you throw in the pedophilia from one of the coaches that was let go and all these other things. I'm going to tell you right now, you better win that game against Ohio State, and that's the only way you're going to the playoffs because if you don't, they're going to ban you from the postseason as soon as you lose that who's, game. Who's they? Oh, the Big Ten is going to step in and do it. The NCAA, stop talking about the NCAA. They're useless. We all agree that they are well, useless. That's where a lot of this is coming from. Yeah, but until they do something and do it correctly, they're useless in my opinion. So I think they're that, useless that regardless, my, but but no, I'm, I'm, I'm following you. Yeah, but in my, in, in my opinion... That's what's going to happen. I, I, so you think that I game, the game determines their punishment? I honestly, I, I think it will. Mm. I think it will. Like if you go in and you That's lose, good that news game, for us because I feel good about the game. Yeah, yeah. If you go in and you lose that game, you might fall out of the top four. So they'll back, they'll back the winner, but the the loser they're going to stomp on. No, I'm, no, just for you. Okay, just because of what's going on right now. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like. Like this is it's really a serious situation. What if, what if they? I mean, what if we? What would that be? Eleven and one, and say Washington loses, and they still have a shot at the playoffs. Florida State loses, or Georgia gets slips up, or there's not many undefeated teams left, and we're eleven and one, and our only loss is to the undefeated Ohio. State. I mean, I would think that we would have as good of well, an argument as most, but well, I disagree with you there because you, you you're failing to look at this right now. Alabama has one loss. They make it to the SEC championship game. Let's just say they beat Georgia. You got two SEC teams in there. That's possible. They're gonna put two in over one loss Michigan. So then you and, and let's just be honest about it. Then Ohio State, State goes, probably, and then there's only one spot left. Florida State's probably not losing anymore. The ACC. I don't see nobody over there that's gonna challenge. What if Washington goes undefeated? Then there's a, that. See, that's even more that you'll have to fight over if you lose that Ohio State game. You see what I'm saying? So. And I, in my opinion, if, if Washington if Florida State goes USC this weekend, they undefeated. If Florida State goes That's undefeated and Washington goes undefeated, who gets in? I think they give mm. it to. I think they. I mean, they would have to have Washington jump Florida State. Well, but, Washington would have better wins. But that's what I was going to say is, and that, that they yeah. have quality wins. They mm-hmm. put that on there, so mm. it might be Washington. Mm. But and they're not going and, and, and like they're it, not going to keep Florida like State in Rose scenario. But they're yeah, they're probably not going to keep them out. But in row scenario, Bama beats Georgia. Bama has got one loss. That would mean Georgia has one loss. They're not leaving Georgia out. I think they would because no. Bama would have better wins than Georgia. Oh no, no, no! You got to remember this. It's still the SEC. 
If yeah, you have they're not leaving Georgia out. Even though I think Georgia, Georgia should be left out because they would have beaten almost nobody and lost to the best yeah, team they saying. played. Like, but and that, that may be true, but you can't do but that. You, but they're the back to back champs. Exactly. That, yeah. That's yeah. the most important yeah. thing. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I think it will be. Appreciate you calling in, Ro, man. I think it will be another very good year of a lot of really difficult decisions. Of oh, who's the? There's these three teams kind of at the end, and who's vying for one spot? Uh, is this the last year before we go to the big? Yes. The, yeah. Yeah. Twelve next. Twelve. Year. Yeah. Which they still haven't confirmed the, how the format's going to work because they're still waiting on what the Pac-12 has been going on as far as automatic qualifiers sure. and, and things like that. But yeah, I've. Because like, here's another thing too about like well, what Ro was saying is like I just don't know if the Big Ten because like is the Big Ten gonna try to punish one of their bell cows like one of their biggest money makers and one of the biggest rating makers? It would make sense. Yeah, like are they gonna say okay you can't go to a bowl game? I'm like man, do you know how much money Michigan would bring in? <laughs> like I just, so that's what I'm saying. I'm like because that's what it all comes down to. Let's be honest, it's about money. It's always, about money always. Always is. So I just don't think that anybody is gonna knowingly say you know what. I know we'll make a lot more money having Michigan in, but instead we're going to throw in Wisconsin, and then that's going to be fine. Like I just don't see that happening if at it, all. I, I'm okay with the scenario. I feel good about the game. No, I don't. I don't I, blame I, you. I don't. I don't blame. We've got you. them at home again. Yeah. I mean, and they they've looked. Ohio State's looked good, but not great. Because I guess they're. I mean, they've had some better wins because they beat what was it, Notre Dame and Penn Notre State. Notre Dame and Penn State. Those yeah. are, and they're both close games too. Mm-hmm. So you know, well, they probably should have lost that Notre Dame game. Yeah, yeah. They had yeah. they had Penn State, but Notre Dame had yeah, them, man. Notre they, Dame don't know what they were thinking at the they end. They had ten too. guys on the on the field. Twice. I mean, come on. Yeah, can't have that. Uh, JK's in Fairfield Bay. What's going on, JK? Hey guys, I've been wondering since Basil came up with that. Battle line trophy that you know he'd be so proud of. Have they even won the damn thing? And I'll hang up and listen. All right, perfect segue. Yeah, once. <laughs> that's uh, that's all right. Out of left field. Here yeah. we go. Yeah, but it's one time, J.K. That was just two years ago uh, in, in Fayetteville, actually. Twenty twenty one. Nobody likes hearing it, but. Actually, they've won Missouri twice. Missouri looked twice. Okay, twice. 20, 2015, yeah. 2021. There we go. Drinkwitz is a dork, but. They're seven if the and guy, one. Yeah, if they're, the guy can coach and get them to where they need to be, who cares? Yeah, I want to see what they're doing. Going to do this final stretches. They got tough ones in front of them. They got, they got Georgia. They got Tennessee. They got Florida. Schedule's and they got, back back ended for yeah. sure. Because right now their best wins Kentucky, which I'm not hating on because they won the games. But can only play the team you played, also, but, which yeah. was impressive. But it will be interesting the next four weeks or so. Do they mm-hmm. go one and three yeah. or three and one? Yeah. Or? Are they like a? Are they a? an average SEC team that beat the other average SEC teams, or are they actually a good SEC team that beat some good SEC teams? Mm-hmm. Like, that's uh, what you're going to find out. Because if they even go, like, 2-2 two and two down this stretch, like, that'll be a good good showing for them. And so... 9-3 and three season, that's yeah. pretty strong. Yeah. So, but yeah, this is... This is one that uh, with uh, the battle line, it's you know it, it has not been at Arkansas. They haven't haven't had their trophies here in a while because they've already lost two of the trophy games. You know when they had three, all three of them just a couple of years ago. Yeah, but, it was just that one magical year where they won them all and then won the bowl game, which yes. was the fourth trophy. Did they have the SEC schedules out yet? No, no, just for next year, not for, for next for, year. Yeah, not for the future, but just for next year they do. They're playing Texas or Oklahoma. Texas. Ooh. So no, their SEC schedule next year is incredible. They get at so this is their home games. Texas, Tennessee, LSU, Ole Miss. Oh my goodness! Their road games: Auburn, some really good home games. Auburn, Mississippi State, and Missouri, and then they get A and M and Arlington once again. That's their SEC. Yeah, you could not ask for a better, pretty strong, high quality. It's just a matter of what's it going to look like. Who's going to be the coach? Who's going to be the quarterback? Who's going to be true running out the team? Because then your non-conference is uh, Oklahoma State over in Stillwater. Do you, this is a weird question, but I think it's worth asking. Um, should Criswell get playing time rest of the year? I mean, I don't think so. No? It, well, depending on what happens. He may, he I don't may think it depends on what happens. You're 2-6. and six. Yeah, we, already he, know, we, we already know what ha- what's, hap- what's transpired. The rest of these games, if, if I guess they of, matter, but not really. If you're out of bowl I mean, contention, like starting this week. I mean, they're lose, not going to go 4-0. Oh, I mean, if, if they lose this week and you're out of bowl contention, yeah, he. I would play. You him. would put him. Yeah, put him in for a few series per gotta, game because you're looking at the fact that. Gotta be thinking of the future. You, I mean, you're looking at the fact that KJ may not be coming back next year. So now you want to look towards the future. When I think at the beginning of the year, people were thinking this is KJ's last year because he's going to go to the NFL. Yeah, that's not I don't happen. think yeah. we're seeing that now. So, but he's I, prob- I, I think he's definitely going to come back because he's making probably 
Yeah, three, three quarters of a million dollars. It's, so, it's I not mean, one of those things where you're talking about just replacing KJ to say that Criswell is going to start these games. You're kind of supplementing it. You're, yeah, a couple of series a game. Yeah. I think it would be worth yeah, I don't, considering. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I don't, I'm not saying it would be a bad idea either, but as you said, it's a matter of how you handle it because it's like you don't want to say, all right, well, KJ, we're just kind of abandoning ship right now what are you and moving losing, on. So, I, know, I know, but I'm just saying like... It's not like, oh, we got a really good thing going. Don't rock the boat. It's like... No, we have a really bad thing going. Mm. Try something different, and it might be better. It might not be, and if it's not, then go back to what we got. It depends what we got. on when they get the next loss. If it's in this game, then you could start that process. If it's not in this game, you can't start that process until they take the next loss because they're still in bowl contention and until it, they lose. And but it also depends on too on do they have confidence that it's going to be Criswell next year because that you like so, the offense coordinator is gone. Like right. we, we don't know who Kenny Guyton's going to be the guy. We don't know somebody brand new. So it could be somebody brand new that's like, okay, well, I don't, you know, Criswell's not my guy. Right. So that's another whole thing. You just yeah. don't know if he's going to be the who guy. Who else would it be though? I, I think Portal. they put too. Yeah, they yeah, put maybe. too much into getting him back to Arkansas. But yeah, to your point, John, it hinges on the fact that is Sam Pittman even there next? Yeah. Week? Right. Yeah, because you know you get a different coach, different philosophy, different, different philosophy. Head. They could be. Neither of you are my guys, and I want to go get somebody in the portal, and, yeah. it, and then it's a three-man race, and whoever. I mean, yeah, yeah. I don't know. That's why it's so like interesting. And of course, again, it's Weird been a time. disappointing year, but mm-hmm. it's like it's gonna be so interesting just to see what happens because it's like, dude, there's so many elements and layers to this thing. Of if you knew that they were gonna fire Pittman at the end of the year, would you rather than fire him now? No, no, no. No, because no, I'll get, out, let, get let, out him, front. let him let him go out on his own yeah. terms and, and, I, uh, and let him let him retire if that's what yeah you know ultimately he's going to leave. Let him retire. I I just look at it as he he deserves that. Okay, you know it wasn't a Chad Morris level thing. Sure, I mean sure. yeah, this year was sucky, but it's like he came in when nobody wanted the job and got Arkansas to at least a nine win season. That was I mean he did some good things. But, oh no, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. yeah. So that's where it's at. So, but uh, Nathan, appreciate you coming in, man. It's good to see you once again. Always glad to be here. Yeah, and uh, good luck to your Wolverines. I'm sure it won't be uh, overshadowed. And I'm yeah, sure I'm, sure, will I'm go down. sure we won't talk about this anymore. Nope. ever. it'll be it'll be completely done, and we're moving on. <laughs> Last right. conversation there. <laughs> that's right. We got more out of bounds, and Andrew Spivey join us next. So stay with us. Register and make your picks now for the Bud Light SEC Pick'em Challenge. Go online at 1037thebuzz.com and pick the team you think will win each week for your chance to win. There will be a full day of action in college football in the natural state tomorrow. It starts with Arkansas facing Florida in the Swamp at 11 a.m. Coverage will start on the buzz at 7 a.m. with a Hogwild pregame show thanks to Mud Connections. Stay tuned after the game for the first security fifth quarter postgame show. Arkansas State will host Louisiana and Jonesboro at 2. Coverage for that game can be heard on 106.7 Buzz 2. Then Central Arkansas will face North Alabama on the road at 4 o'clock. Coverage for that game will start on the point 94.1 at 3. And nationally, the two biggest games are in the SEC. Both games will be on CBS at 2.30. Second-ranked Georgia will take on 12th-ranked Missouri. Then at 6.45, 14th-ranked LSU will travel to 8th-ranked Alabama. I'm Christian Weaver with the Buzz Radio Network. Arkansas Brewskies is excited about their second location, and it's time to add to the team. Brewskies North is hiring servers, bartenders, cooks, and managers. To apply, drop by our downtown location and fill out an application. If you want to work in a fun, professional environment, this is for you. Brewskies North is hiring servers, bartenders, cooks, and managers. Apply in person at Brewskies Downtown. For more info, check us out online at brewskiespubandgrub.com. Brewskies, you home for lunch, happy hour, and late night. Razorback legend Darren McFadden joins Morning Mayhem on 103.7 The Buzz each week this football season to give his insights on what's happening in the world of football. DMAC is brought to you by Oaklawn Sports and Rideout Lumber. Hi, I'm Rick Pennington of Lions Drug. We have great news. Generic Cialis is now available at a huge savings. We have Tadalafil, the FDA-approved generic of Cialis, in a 20-milligram tablet at a savings of up to 80%. We have the 5-milligram daily tablets for less than $3 a pill. Lions Drug continues to be your go-to pharmacy for men's health. What are you waiting for? Call us today at 844-676-2247 or go to our website at Lions Drug. ABC Wednesday, November 8th. It's country music's biggest night. The CMA Awards, live. Somebody gotta shake that. 
with performances by Luke Bryan, Lainey Wilson, Jelly Roll, and Kay Michelle, Old Dominion with Megan Maroney, Carly Pierce featuring Chris Stapleton, Kenya Tucker with Little Big Town, and more. The best in Luke Bryan and Peyton Manning host the CMA Awards live. Wednesday, November 8th, 8, 7 Central on ABC, and stream next day on Hulu. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack, but not with ZipRecruiter. Its powerful technology actively finds and invites qualified candidates to apply to your job. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you the needle in the haystack. See why four out of five employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. This is Pat Bradley for River City Flooring, where you can pick your payment. Get 0% interest for 12, 24, or 36 months, and River City Flooring in Marmel is where you'll save 50% on all in-stock waterproof LVP flooring. And did you know River City Flooring carries cabinets? So stop in and let my friends at River City Flooring help you with your remodel. Kitchen, bath, living, dining, they do it all. Check out River City Flooring in Maumel at their huge new showroom on Maumel Boulevard just off 430. If you're looking for the best deal on a pre-owned vehicle, you'll find it here in Hot Springs on Central Avenue at Motorsports Authority here with Wild Bill and Magic Mark. These are some fantastic deals, guys. Hey, Magic Mark, tell us about some of these special rigs you got sitting here. We've got cars for every taste. Cars, trucks, SUVs. This is the best selection of inventory we've had in the past two years. More for your trade? Yes. Payments for every budget? Yes. Online at msastore.com. We'll see you at Motorsports Authority. What are you waiting for? Have a watch party that everyone wants to attend at your house with the best of meats in the business. Hogs Meat Market, the steak people. You're listening to Out of Bounds with John Neighbors and Joe Franklin. Third down goal to go, just outside the five. In the gun, K.J. Bad snap, balls on the ground. Jefferson picks it up, rolling right. Got a man, touchdown, Arkansas. Armstrong in the back of the end zone. The snap hit the turf. K.J. never panicked, picked it up, rolled right. And the throw was right on the money. On 103.7 The Buzz. Out of bounds on an easy Friday show, but I got to tell you, folks, that this weekend with all the great sporting events happening, you're going to get that Bet Saracen app right now. Start making some money. Stop wasting time. You're going to be watching these games no matter what. So get in on it with Bet Saracen, the best sports betting app in all the state of Arkansas. It's not close. You don't need to go and download any other app. It's just about Bet Saracen. And right now, they have some great specials heading into this weekend for Arkansas and Florida, which we'll talk a little bit more about with Andrew Spivey. Uh, there's a few specials going on, like the double R prop plays, which we know is always uh, really fun to, to get in on. And A.J. Green, how about over 24.5 rushing yards and over a half touchdown? Plus 75 if you want to get on that. And they also have the Hogs boost, where if Arkansas is, comes in at plus 4.5 and, and also hits the over 49.5 points, you get that at plus 275. And that's just for Arkansas specials. They also have uh, a boost for Arkansas State and Louisiana. They also have college football bets from over the unders, from money lines, from you know, parlays that you can do. It's all with Bet Saracen and all the different sports to choose from. So download the app today. You can do it on your app store, on the iPhone, or on your Android. You can go online at BetSaracen.com. You can bet that way, too. But no matter what it is, do it with Bet Saracen, the best app for a reason. Each and every time you go in to that app, it's easy to use. It has immediate payouts. It's easy to, it's easy to transfer the money in and to withdraw it out. So check it out today with Bet Saracen and BetSaracen.com. Again, we'll have Andrew Spivey on just for here in a few minutes to talk about Arkansas and Florida. Real quick, let's squeeze Navy Mike in. What's up, Navy? Hey, what's up, John and uh, Joe? Um, sorry, I apologize. I'm still getting over this, uh, you know, uh, cold I'm going through. But, um, you know, honestly, I'm not. And, you know, if you, I mean, hey, book it, uh, you know, mark it down. I think I, I think Arkansas is going to beat Florida. Um, you know, just the matchup, you know, matches up well. They've only got one wide-out weapon, Ricky Pearsall, who's really, really good. But if you can bracket him, the way the defense has been playing, you can shut him down. You know, the run game isn't that great. It's average. Uh, you know, like, well, so is ours. But, you know, I think the last four games, these last four games, I think they'll go 2-2. Two two. They'll beat the Florida schools. They'll beat Florida International, obviously. 
Uh, Auburn and, and Missouri going to work them, you know, uh, work work them over. Uh, you know, because uh, like Hugh Freeze, uh, you know, last year beat us with a Liberty team that's not even as good as this Auburn team. Uh, so um, I just want to get you guys comments on that and whatnot, and you guys take care, man. All right, appreciate it, Navy. I mean, listen, if they if they beat if they beat Florida, like it'll be great. But I mean, until they we see anything going on with that offense, it's hard to predict that they will. And you know, it's it's going to put put them in a bad spot if they're unable to have any sort of success running the ball. Uh, if they're not comfortable, but if if they're a little bit more energized and excited, maybe just maybe. But it's hard to just have any confidence in that until we actually see it there on the field. So let's talk more about it with Arkansas and Florida, a team and game that doesn't happen too often, although in 2020 was the last time these two teams met, and that was actually in Gainesville, but it wasn't part of the schedule. It just got added in uh, for the Razorbacks to play down there, but Arkansas never won in Gainesville, so let's talk more about it with Andrew Spivey of GatorCountry.com, friend of the show, joining us now. Andrew, appreciate it as always, man. How you doing this afternoon? I'm doing good, and man, uh, that, uh, that trip to Arkansas is still one of the best ones. You know, it's a different environment and a different place we get to go to. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And it's one where it's interesting, I know, for, for the Florida Gators and the season that they've had so far this year, which we'll talk about. But just what do you make of this matchup in particular? Because Arkansas has lost six straight games. Four, five of them have been by one possession. They're coming off a bye week. They have fired their offensive coordinator. Just from the Gators' perspective, like, what do you make of Arkansas and the matchup of them coming into Gainesville this weekend? You know, any other team I would worry that maybe they're looking past Arkansas. Uh, for, for a Florida team that's coming off of a beatdown from Georgia uh, and a team that, you know, is looking to get bowl eligible, I, you know, Florida's pretty focused on this game. They're, they're pretty dialed in and, and ready to go. Uh, you know, it hasn't been the season uh, they wanted inside uh, the program. Uh, outside the program, I think it's went about as expected, of you know, full of ups and downs, uh, a, a lot of downs and some ups. And, you know, a, a season that we kind of thought was going to happen has happened. Um, you know, there was a lot of excitement, uh, of course, around that Georgia game uh, last week, and you know, Florida came out and kind of laid an egg there. But uh, you know, the, the goal for most people uh, was for Florida to get the six to seven wins, and uh, you know, they're on pace for that right now. Uh, this Arkansas game is a big one before they get uh, LSU, Missouri, or Florida State uh, down the stretch. And so, you would, if you're Florida, you'd really like to get this one at home. That way, you're not pressing the last three games to get that bowl eligibility. What's been the strength of Florida's offense this year? Quarterback has played well, and he has a high completion percentage at home. But overall, when you look at the offense, what's the strength and what do they do best? Yeah, I mean, this is a team that, you know, when, when, when Florida's going well, you know, when, they, when you look back at that Tennessee game where they, where they played really, really well and, and upset Tennessee, it's because of the running game. Uh, this is a team that wants to run the football. They want to get their will, you know, of just getting on top of, you know, the, the opposing defense by, by pushing them around a little bit and then getting the play action off of that and allowing Graham Mertz to have plenty of time back there uh, has been a key for this team. And in games they struggled, like the Georgia game, the Utah game, uh, the Kentucky game, they weren't able to run the ball. Uh, they just simply couldn't run the ball. Uh, Mertz was having to throw the ball 30 to 40 times. And, you know, the, the success wasn't there for the offense because – uh, Florida's offensive line is up and down. It's it's okay at times, and, and it's really bad at times. But if you're able to pin your ears back and really go get Graham Mertz, you're probably going to get some sacks uh, against this offensive line, especially that right side of this offensive line. So running the football is just so, so important for this team. And, and really, it'll it'll be that way as long as Billy Napier is in game. So he loves to run the football uh, and throw the ball off the run. So something else I noticed, Andrew, was just the the turnover margin for Florida is one of the worst in the SEC, but they don't exactly turn the ball over a whole lot. Is it just that the defense is not an opportunistic type of defense where they are able to get other teams to turn the ball over? Yeah, I mean, they're they're, they're terrible at creating turnovers defensively. I mean, uh, they're, they're a team that, you know, has done a good job of, of rallying around the ball. Um, it just for whatever reason, seems like, you know, the, the, the fumbles aren't happening. They're not they're not getting any strips there, you know, defensively, uh, as far as the secondary goes, uh, they haven't gotten a lot of, you know, opportunities to have interceptions. And a lot of that has to go back a little bit to, to the fact that they're playing tired a lot because this is a team that the defense has been on the field a lot, uh, especially in some of the games like last week against Georgia. Uh, but it's also a team that, you know, doesn't get a ton of pressure on the quarterback to really 
you know, forced bad throws or hurry throws. And, uh, you know, they're, they're not going to really get very many quarterback strip sacks because they don't get to the quarterback a lot. And um, that's something that, you know, Austin Armstrong and that defense um, has really talked about. It, it's kind of weird to say that the defense has improved this year, but the turnover margin has went you know, the opposite direction. And usually it's the other way around when you start to get some turnovers and your defense gets better. Well, you've got less turnovers this year, but the defense in a whole has been better. Have you seen a game where you thought that this team looked the best this year and, like, they put it all together on both sides of the ball, they were looking good on special teams, or is that game still yet to come with a remaining schedule? Yeah, I mean, they had a really good half against Tennessee. A really, really good first half. Uh, they they played really good defense. Uh, they played really good offense. And special teams-wise, they were pretty good. Uh, the second half of that game, they were not very good. They held on. Um, so I, I don't think we've seen this team play a complete game yet. No. Um, special teams, that's another question that uh, you probably don't want to bring up to Florida fans. Is they've not been very good at, at special teams at all. Earlier in the year, they couldn't make a kick. Uh, they changed kickers. Now they're able to do that. Uh, now they're allowing, you know, punts to be blocked. And it's just it, the special teams have been anything but special uh, this year. But uh, to answer your question, no, Florida has not had that complete game that, uh, you, you know, you were kind of hoping for and, and Billy Napier has been hoping for, you know, with the team that – it was the young team that's continuing to grow. And you would hope by now, you know, those young guys would have been able to put it together. And, uh, you know, I know for, for these young guys and for Billy Napier – He's hoping that comes in the next four games. Speaking with Andrew Spivey of GatorCountry.com here on Out of Bounds for just a couple more minutes. So, Andrew, just how do you see this game actually playing out? I mean, you feel like Florida is going to take care of business and win big. It is Arkansas maybe a little bit dangerous coming off of a bye week. Just uh, how, how do you see this game playing out there in Gainesville tomorrow morning? One thing is kind of for certain, and that is Florida doesn't win games in blowout fashion. Uh, they just don't. Uh, they, you know, when when Billy Napier gets a lead, he sits on it, and um, you know, for good or for, for bad. I, you know, I, at times that, that that hurts him, and at times it's a good thing. Uh, so I don't see it being a blowout. I do think at home gives Florida the edge here, um, and and having that opportunity to get bowl eligible, uh, they're breaking out the new black uniforms and black helmets, and you know, that's going to be a big deal. It's, um, it's a big recruiting weekend for Florida. Um, I, I think Florida wins. You know, I, I think I posted on our site 27-21 or 27-17 uh, was my prediction there, and I, I kind of think it's in that, that range. I'm not sure either team is going to go out and just light up the school board offensively, and you know, like I said, if Florida does get ahead um, early in the game, which I think is a key, I don't expect them to try to you know get a, get very many points because that's just not the way Billy Napier does. When he gets the lead, he likes to run the football and run it some more. Real quick, Andrew, before I let you get out of here, though, do you feel like this game might be for bowl eligibility for Florida? Because if they don't beat Arkansas, I mean, at LSU, at Missouri, and then Florida State after that, it's not exactly a cakewalk to get to that sixth win. So it seems like it's pretty important for this game to be a dub for Florida. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I probably a talking point for Sam Pittman, but a, a lot of us in Gainesville kind of circled this game and said, you know, if you don't win this game for Florida – uh, where do you get that bowl eligibility? I mean, obviously, you know, Missouri's Missouri um, at the end of the day, and, you know, we'll, we'll see how legit they really are this week when they when they play Georgia. Um, but they're a better team, and Florida struggles playing in Columbia. Uh, they've always struggled playing in Columbia. And then uh, LSU in Baton Rouge, uh, you know, Florida has this show they can stop anybody, and LSU's offense can, you know, get up and down the field. And then Florida State's, uh, you know, a rivalry game. And, that game will be a little closer than I think a lot of people say, but Florida State's probably the the two-touchdown favorite in that game, I would say. So I, I agree. I think that this game's probably for bowl eligibility. And you're Billy Napier, anything but going to a ball game this year is, is very, very bad for this recruiting class and for the directory of the program as you went to a bowl game last year. You don't want to start going backwards. That's Andrew Spivey of GatorCountry.com. Much appreciated, Andrew. Have a great weekend. Enjoy the game tomorrow. we got more Out of Bounds coming up next. This year, elevate your style in a Cadillac. Go from bold to bolder in a stunning Escalade. From inspiring to awe-inspiring in a sophisticated CT4 or CT5. From credible incredible in a dynamic XT4. 
Visit your Central Arkansas Cadillac dealers. Hi, neighbor. It's Garen with Shamrock Roofing. Fall is upon us. Don't go into the cold, wet winter months wondering if your roof will hold up till spring. Get peace of mind today. For the next 30 days, we're offering a free impact-resistant roof upgrade. Plus, if you've been denied coverage by your insurance company after the storms, you qualify to win a new roof for free. Just visit shamrockroofer.com for more details. Shamrock Roofing, where one call does it all at shamrockroofer.com. RJ Hawk here with Chris Roberts from Southern Bank. And Chris, I know interest rates are high right now. That's what everybody's talking about. But if you're thinking about a project, whether it be a commercial project or you want to build a house, now's the time to come talk to you about what those future plans may look like. You know, RJ, no matter what the business environment may be, we're always there to sit down with our customers and talk about their future plans and what's going on with their businesses. And that's one thing about Southern Bank is they're a community bank. They want to be your partner. Partnering with our customers is a key to how we do business. And Chris, you know, we talk about those interest rates being high, but the one good news out of that is deposit rates. We have some great CD and checking account rates. Just give us a call and see what one of our personal bankers can do for you. If you want more information about interest rates or those deposit rates that we just talked about, call Chris and his team today at 501-424-0900 or go online at bankwithsouthern.com. Southern Bank, member FDIC, equal housing lender. Is your heating system ready for winter? Middleton Heat and Air is here to keep your family safe and warm through even the coldest Arkansas winter. Schedule a safety check for your system before it gets cold. Our experts also offer free estimates on replacements with no overtime rates from 8 to 8, even on weekends. See why we're the most trusted name for HVAC in the state. Call Middleton today at 501-847-0371. This is the Pigskin Preacher, bringing you the word. Double B's is a growing Arkansas company with 34 locations in our state. Small local businesses are the largest employers nationally and create two out of every three new jobs. Buying locally at Double B's means creating more opportunities for local residents to work in our communities. When dollars are spent locally, they are respent locally, paying more salaries and building the local tax base. You want to keep Arkansas thriving and unique? Support an Arkansas-owned business like Doublebee's, which helps define our community's self-image and creates Arkansas pride for Arkansans. Doublebee's is of Arkansas and for Arkansas. Doublebee's, it's where you gas it, grab it, and go. That's Doublebee's. Join Puppy Up Waterock for a dog walk around MacArthur Park and a silent auction in the pavilion to fundraise for canine cancer research on Saturday, November 4th, 11 to 2 p.m. at the MacArthur Park Pavilion in downtown Woodrock. The walk starts at 1 p.m. The registration website is at puppyupwalk.org slash Woodrock. For more information, contact Fran at puppyup.org or call 501-690-1903. That's 501-690-1903. Want to voice your opinion so you don't have to hear the same terrible callers every day? Are you behind on your credit card bills? Good. Pick up the phone and start dialing. Is your landlord ready to evict you? Good. Pick up the phone and start dialing. Does your girlfriend think you're a worthless loser? Good. Pick up the phone and start dialing. Then call or text 501-661-1037 to help the cause. Their time is done. It's over. Over? Did you say over? Nonsense. I've not yet begun to defile myself. Call Kenny Loggins because you're in the danger zone. I play real sports. I'm trying to be the best at exercising. It's time for three and out. It's been three hours and we are boom out of here. All right. It is time for three and out. A few headlines, a few storylines, a few things that we got to dive into uh, first off, a little funny thing with, uh, <laughs> at least I think it's pretty funny, that Brock Purdy, you know, the quarterback for the 49ers, they're in a bye week. And we talked about it last week, whenever your team's in a bye week, what do you do? Does your life change? Do you have some sort of break or whatnot? But for players, it's a little bit different. How about Brock Purdy being out there helping his future in-laws on their farm during the bye week? There's a video of him that was going out there 
where he's uh, wrapping up the harvest and sitting there in a harvester for looks like corn, and he's there driving it. So some people, you know, take vacations. Some people, you know, get back to the back to work there or heading at the practice facility or maybe don't know. But shout out to Brock Purdy. He's helping out the future in-laws with their farm during his bye week. Tyreek Hill asked about playing against the Chiefs, his former team that he played for for several years, and now he's with the Dolphins. They're playing in Frankfurt, Germany. But here's what Tyreek had to say about playing the Chiefs. And, of course, um, you know, this game initially was scheduled to be at KC because they are the home team. It doesn't really matter where where we play at. I mean, obviously, it would have been great to play in KC, but it really doesn't matter where we play at. You feel me? They're going to get this work wherever, though. Look, y'all ready to use that. My boy Miko called me the other day, so I'm really excited to see him. Excited to see Pat, Kelsey, things like that. You know, it's going to be it's going to be trash talk, but it's going to be fun, though. It's going to be like, you know, um, I want I want to see you do good, but we're going to bush your ass at the same time, though. Like, it's going to be one of those things like backyard football with your brothers. He also said that he has a special celebration plan for when he does score a touchdown. What's his, did he reveal what no, it's going to no, be? No, okay. no. He said he's going to reveal that during the game. Well, but he better score one a, then. a special touchdown celebration coming. Well, he better score one then because uh, if, if you're bringing the smoke and then you're going to say you have a celebration, you better back it up. So it should be a great game there. Um, I also <laughs> laughed about uh, with college basketball exhibition games, we know are still kind of going on in Kentucky. They uh, went up against Kentucky State and just beat them, beat them handedly. But uh, one of the things that people were either upset or, you know, offended by or didn't care but thought it was funny is that John Calipari on the pregame show, on the radio show there, before they played Kentucky State, said that he asked Kentucky State to not play zone tonight because he said that his team hadn't had time to focus that aspect of basketball just yet. And they wanted to uh, focus more so on uh, playing man-to-man, not so much as the zone – or playing – playing uh, more of the man-to-man and also getting a little bit of the zone. So it was just funny to hear that. And people were like, oh, man, how, you ask an opponent to not play a certain way and everything? Like, that's terrible. It's like, well, Kentucky State agreed. So it probably was a little bit more of like, hey, we're paying you some money, so maybe you can help us out. I didn't have a problem with it because if they didn't have a problem with it, as in Kentucky State, then no one else should. But I just thought it was funny that people were so upset by it with what Calipari. And I don't like Calipari, but, man, just let the man, uh, he's got his coaches' exhibitions. Let them do it the way they want to do it. Yeah, there's no problem with that. It is an exhibition game, so coaches agreed to, first of all, play this game. So, yeah, yeah, there's nothing wrong with coming to an agreement on how the game should be played out because when you think about it as an exhibition game, it's almost like a scrimmage. And scrimmages are scripted, and so this is what they're trying to do here. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I didn't, I didn't have any issue with it, but I just think it's funny when people just overreact to that. But it's mainly because they just hate Kentucky or hate John Calipari. NBA in-season tournament group play starts tonight, and there's seven games scheduled, and these are going to be played on Tuesdays and Fridays through this month, the month of November. So it's going to go on from November 3rd through 28th, and a couple of the games tonight are the Knicks taking on the Bucks, and you have the Warriors taking on the Thunder. So couple of uh, interesting games, but it's going to be throughout this month, and uh, it'll be interesting to see when they get to the early December, when they get to that first week in December, where they have quarterfinals and semifinals and then a, a championship game. It'll be interesting to see how it all shakes out and how it pairs down. So this is uh, the difference being we know that with the playoffs at the end of the season, there's 16 teams that take place in the playoffs. This is the whole league. It's 30 teams that are taking part in this and have a chance to win the end-season tournament and win a championship. So we know with Josh McDaniels and uh, the Raiders and kind of cleaning house a little bit there, there'd be some reactions and whatnot. But uh, with the fresh start with the lockers, uh, Raiders locker room, it's funny to hear Hunter Renfro is on the team. Uh, he says that he felt like his role had been greatly dim- uh, diminished this season, said, I just still have to take advantage of it. You only get one mulligan, but I'm excited to go out there and be myself again. But Renfro apparently liked what he heard what Antonio Pierce had at his first players' meeting. He says, quote, that, they, that went really well. I think Pierce just kind of let us be ourselves and kind of let our hair down. Just have fun playing football again. 
and not feeling like we're having to walk on eggshells everywhere, just go out there and enjoy playing like we're kids. So if you want to know what some of the players feel about uh, the change of the guard, seems like uh, something like Hunter Renfro is pretty excited about what could be brought in and not having to worry about walking on eggshells, as he liked to put it. Marcus Jordan was on a podcast, and he was talking about his upcoming wedding to Larsa Pippen, <laughs> and he revealed that he would like for his dad, Michael Jordan, to be the best man. He said, look, I was best man at his wedding and best man at my brother's wedding, and so obviously we'll keep that tradition going. It's my thoughts on it. Now, this comes on the heels of Michael Jordan saying earlier that he wasn't a fan of the couple, but Marcus did insist that his dad was only joking and that he, in fact, does approve of the couple. So uh, this is, a, I think, a great thing, that, or at least a funny thing that was going on where a Florida man was cited this week after driving a truck that was painted very similar to look like the Border Patrol vehicles, which it was. If you saw the picture of it, it was uh, almost dead on to what the Border Patrols look like when the, the white, it's like white trucks with a green stripe down it and everything. But the reason he got cited is not only because it looked like it, but also instead of being called Border Patrol, it was written on the back, Booty Patrol. And he couldn't believe that they got cited for that and arrested for it. And I thought this was America when he could do things like that, but... Uh, still, I give a give a shout out to this man uh, being creative, but also unfortunate because uh, you can be the Border Patrol vehicles if you're on the Border Patrol, but apparently your booty patrol vehicles can't look like the Border Patrol vehicles, so it's just sad to see. Brooke Shields revealed that Bradley Cooper helped her in a medical situation. She said that she had a seizure where um, she said she started to have a grand mal seizure and um, her oxygen was low, and also she said she flooded her system and drown herself because if you don't have enough sodium in your blood and your urine then your body will uh, possibly go into a seizure that's what happened with her and she said bradley cooper was there on the scene and he called for medical assistance and he helped her in the meantime while medical personnel was on the way so when you uh, you know what pigs in the blanket are right like the little yeah. Yeah. oh yeah have you ever heard them called beanie weenies yes See, I thought they were completely different things until I saw that there was this uh, discussion going on online about what is it actually called pigs in a blanket? Is it called beanie weenies? I'm like, I have always heard them called pigs in a blanket. I always thought beanie weenies, like as weird as it is, I thought the the pigs in a blanket were look, you know, wrapped like a blanket, but the beanie weenies, the entire weenie was inside of the breading. I thought that that was the case. So I learned something new today, just for anybody out there that's ever heard of the two things. They're actually the same thing. They are not actually different. Florida man that became a squatter in someone else's residence, it was revealed that he completely took over the residence where he had his PlayStation hooked up, and he also was driving the owner's vehicle. So uh, easy way for him to get caught because not only was he just staying in the house, but he really acted like the house was his own and had his own items in the house and driving the owner's vehicle. Well, appreciate everybody listening in Out of Bounds today. For Joe Franklin, I am John Neighbors. Same sports show, same sports channel next Monday. Have a great weekend, everybody, because we got Drive Time Sports coming up next, so you better stay tuned. Chris Stapleton's All-American Roadshow. August 22nd at Simmons Bank Arena with Grace Potter and Alan Stone. On sale now at Ticketmaster.com. If you're ready to upgrade your old ATV or side-by-side, then get in line for the all-new Tracker Off-Road 800SX Waterfowl Edition at any Bradford Marine and ATV statewide location. The Tracker Off-Road 800SX Waterfowl Edition comes standard.